0: The Lady Rebels are ranked 22nd in the AP poll. They moved up a few spots. They are supposed to play Nevada tonight at 6 o'clock. Final game of the regular season. They try to finish the Mountain West play 18 0. However, their flight yesterday was diverted. Apparently they flew most of the way to Reno, but had to turn around and come back. I'm guessing they couldn't land at the Reno airport because well, of seen, weather. You've
1: shown the snow.
0: Whole lot of snow this morning. Um, I don't believe they are in Reno yet. Yet? Uh, Nevada Sportsnet, which is in Reno and covers uh, Nevada sports, uh tweeted out this morning that the time of the game hinges on if the Lady Rebels get there. Or when they get there. So What if they can't get there? I, I don't know if you get the
1: conference tournament coming up.
0: I mean, UNLV gets a bye, so they can wait another day and play it. Yeah. So I'm curious to see what happens. Maybe they are there now. I don't actually have an update on that. But they were supposed to get there yesterday and had to turn around and come back. Which, But based on the – there's a there's a Twitter account that tweets out when sports teams fly and sort of shows you the flight path. They flew, like, all the way to yes. Reno. And then had to turn around and come back. So they they made the flight, and then it had to be doubled because they came back to Vegas. That's uh, that's one of the more angry things. I mean, they literally got there. Yep. Hovered, turned around, and came all the way back. So should have been what two hours, hour and a half on the flight to Reno at the most. Instead, they had to spend another. They had to double that and come back to Las Vegas, and now somehow maybe get there today and go play a basketball game to go eighteen and zero transition noise Okay, hold on, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> we're we're in a secondary studio our main studio is being remodeled. Uh, Jared has told us this morning that his hotkeys don't work, which is what he uses to play the sounds during the front page. So we're going to get Jared saying transition noise when we change well, topics. Our, our, we can get James Harden saying this every single time. Next question. That's right. fine.
1: Yeah, that's good.
0: We'll take James Harden saying next question.
1: Yeah. Next question.
0: Wyoming beat Nevada 80 to 71 last night. Uh, Wyoming, worst team in the Mountain West, last place team in the Mountain West, uh, delivered a pretty bad loss to the Wolfpack, I the believe. The
1: Wolfpack weren't on the bubble before. They're on the bubble now.
0: They fell from, I think they were 31 in Ken Palm all the way down to 40, which is a pretty big loss. Yeah. Uh, Uh, fall in this late in the season. Um, Nevada plays UNLV on Saturday, and then they obviously play in the Mountain West tournament. I still think as long as they don't lose to UNLV and then lose to a bad Mountain West team in the tournament, like Fresno State, uh, Air Force, Wyoming again, as long as they don't do both of those, I think they're going to be in the NCAA tournament. But... If, this was a bad loss. This was. This and if was they and, and if they lose to UNLV, then they might have to do something in the Mountain Mount West, West tournament. tournament. They might have to, to be in. They but they are certainly uh that one game sort of plays them back into the bubble, which is right. not great for the Mountain West getting a lot of teams in because Boise State loses to San Jose State in the second or third to last game of the year for them. And now they've they've got a couple of chances against really good teams, San Diego State and Utah State to get a good win. But you went from feeling pretty good about three teams, maybe getting a fourth in, to feeling good about one team. And there's two or three other teams that they, might get in, right. but might also falter, and you might have. Uh,
1: Boise needs to win tonight.
0: Do they need to win? I don't think they need to beat San Diego State. If they beat San Diego State, they San Diego they're, State, in, the they're in the NCAA tournament. tournament. Yeah, yeah. They can lose it and they'll Money's still. Money's going
1: to Boise. It's so open to one. It's two and a half. Oh, people are betting on Boise betting State. Boise. It's all why, Danny.
0: Why do I feel like the entire year is oh San Diego State's going to lose this game? They're going to lose this yeah. game, and they just they just win them all. <laughs> <I know.
1: laughs> right. Like the other night in New Mexico.
0: Right, they just win them all. Yeah. It's like ah, it's going to be a tough one. But, ah, they still won the game.
1: <laughs> like, Over
2: oh, the nights. Who?
0: Hey, you got another sound in there. It's a good one. I can play the remix sounds here. I don't think anybody knows what was said in that one. The sound quality is too bad on the question. But that is uh, LeBron James when he forgot the name of the Golden Knights. I thought there were two teams named the Kings. Yeah, and there was, was the Las
1: Vegas Kings
0: and the LA Kings. Yeah. Was then corrected and said who. Uh, LeBron James, though, is going to miss an extended period of time. According to Sham Sharnia, Uh there's not an actual timeline on this. He has a foot injury that he suffered against the Dallas Mavericks. He apparently played through it to finish that game. But he's going to be out Uh, an extended period of time means weeks, rest of the regular season. I don't really know.
1: Thanksgiving, this was his most important 26 (laughs) regular season games of his career. Are their playoff hopes done? I mean, if he's out for an extended period of time. It's funny, though. Yesterday you said they're 12th and they're like a game out of sixth. Right, yeah, they're so,
0: They're one game out of the last playoff spot or play-in spot, which is 10, and I think it's two out of the last playoff yeah. spot, or the sixth seed, which the is six seed. in. But if they don't have LeBron, they, yeah. yeah, I mean, I I guess an Anthony Davis, D'Angelo Russell team could play well enough to make up a game or two and get in the play-ins, but we've been waiting on them to do that with LeBron James the entire season, right. and they haven't actually made that ground up. So...
1: Not good for them.
0: Yeah, it it feels like that's going to be really, really tough because even though they're a game out of the play-in, they're still behind Portland, who is trying to track down. So it's not even like, oh, they just need to catch one team. They still have to catch two teams just to get into the play-in, let alone the actual one through eight seeded uh, part of the Western Conference playoffs. So... I hope not, because I would like to see LeBron in the playoffs again, but it certainly feels like the Lakers are in a lot of trouble uh, in terms of making the playoffs this season. Bob, square pants. <sighs> Gavin Lux hurt Ooh. his right knee leg yesterday. I was watching this, this game. This wasn't good. Uh, he was running to third base, spring training game, obviously, and...
1: Tried to avoid the throwback, and yeah. the third base was trying to double someone off.
0: And his right knee, like, hyper extended yeah. and twisted, it looked like. Uh, he was supposed to start at shortstop for the Dodgers yeah, this, this year. this is not good. I'm guessing Maybe. he's going to be out a while. Oh, you, got yeah. car- you got carted off in of you spring watch training that? game. You watch I, you I was ate, watching it live. That's, yeah.
1: You, and when they slowed down in the replay, you're like, it's one of those yeah. cringe moments. Like, uh, right. it's not good. That's um,
0: not good. Who's who's the shortstop for the Dodgers now? Jared? I'll do it. Like It was already like Gavin Lux starting a shortstop right. was already kind of like, oh, the Dodgers are doing that? But if it's not Gavin Lux. It's not Muncie. <laughs>
1: Can you imagine if Muncie <laughs> moved over? That'd be great. <laughs> Big ol' Muncie over there at shortstop?
0: Would be kind of funny.
1: That'd be actually kind of funny. So,
0: like, are the Dodgers... Okay.
1: Not They did nothing in the offseason.
0: Not bad, but relative to the Dodgers' recent success. Are they going to be bad? Like, is yes. this like an 88-win team?
1: You, you think I'm overreacting? The Padres are the prohibitive favorites. Yeah. I just. They're the prohibitive favorites? They're,
0: they're still. The Dodgers are still going to be good. This is not a 72 win team. No, but But we've been used to the Dodgers winning 100 90, games. 99,
1: 100 games. They're not going to do that. This year. Right. It, the degenerate was in here the other day. He said the number was 97, like 97 and a half. I don't think they can get there.
0: <laughs> they just—I mean, it just feels like they're going to be a, a solid team, and hell, they'll probably win the World Series this year. They'll win eighty-eight games, no. get a wild card, and this will be the year they win it. It'll
1: be like the Phillies and get <laughs> yes, all the way there.
0: They'll win it, but it just—it kind of feels like the Dodgers aren't going to be no what we've come grown accustomed to the Dodgers being, which is hey, they've got the best or second rest, best record in baseball didn't do every anything year.
1: anything in the offseason.
2: I think the first thing I should say is I hate you both,
0: Evgeny Dodonov. Scored for the Dallas Stars last night. His first game since being acquired by the Dallas Stars, and he puts one in the back of the net.
1: Did you see the Anaheim Ducks uh, tweet? Yes, I did. It was beautiful.
0: They caught They said, uh, "Anaheim Ducks legend, legend. Evgeny Zadornov." Yeah. Yeah,
1: that, that was awesome.
0: Did Pete DeBoer just miss Evgeny
1: <laughs> I was That's the first thing I thought <laughs> of when they when they got him. I'm like, Pete must have really liked this guy, <laughs> even though he probably didn't. He probably didn't agree with the trade. To Anaheim and or Montreal.
0: All right. One of the other funniest parts about the broadcast for the Golden Knights game last night, they put up a graphic showing the trades the Golden Knights have made at the deadline every year. And for the 2021-2022 season, it just said none. But that's the year they traded Evgeny Dodonov to a team on his no-trade list. And then it had to be revoked because the NHL office was like, oh, we found this on a napkin. Yes, You can't send him (laughs) to Anaheim. First time you lost three in a row since you're Anybody else here? The Cowboys! Probably going to use the franchise tag. President Stephen Jones said, we're not afraid of the tag. End of the day, we'll probably use it again this year. Their top two candidates are their tight end, Dalton Schultz, who they tagged last season. Tagging him again bumps that uh, franchise tag dollar amount up quite a bit. Or they could use it on Tony Pollard, the running back, who had a breakout season.
1: He also got hurt pretty badly.
0: Uh He did. Um... Ezekiel Elliott is under contract for next season, but I want to say yeah, it's like $20 million.
1: That's not happening.
0: But most of it's unguaranteed. Yeah, that's not happening. The expectation is he's going to be cut or take a pay cut. I know Elliott's already said he would be willing to take a pay cut yep. to, to stay. stay. So I would guess the Cowboys use the franchise tag on Tony Pollard, and then depending on how much they just like Ezekiel Elliott, bring him I back on a him, much cheaper deal. If he doesn't
1: want to take if he doesn't follow through with the idea that he can take less money.
0: There was a story, I can't remember who wrote it, but they talked to an anonymous scout who basically was like Ezekiel Elliott's legs are done. Was just like he he cannot be a running right. back in the NFL because his legs are done. And I know it was Tim Kalishaw. He had the stat that Ezekiel Elliott's final 50 carries of the season went for 100 yards and his longest in those 50 carries was 8. Like
1: was I mean he was kind of just a goal line back.
0: Yeah, I mean he Pollard was much much yes. better. Like Pollard was one of the best like any of the like PFF metrics or anybody that grades uh NFL players. Pollard's numbers were really really good last year and Ezekiel Elliott he was better in the first half of the season, but the second half of the season, just not do anything. There was nothing going on. Like every run was going to be a maximum of like four yards, and then he punched in a bunch of touch. He had a streak of like scoring a touchdown yeah, in like exactly. ten straight yes. games. He
1: was just a, he was a goal line guy. right?
0: So it probably doesn't make a lot of sense to bring him back if you're the Cowboys, <laughs> unless it's for like a million bucks. Right. But even then, you're still probably better off drafting a guy in the fifth round and giving him the carries. If his if his legs are done, which they look done, if that's an accurate statement give some fifth round pick the carries and it'll be much better that way so be curious to see what happens there but i would guess the cowboys franchise tag tag makes the most sense unless they can agree to a deal with them all right coming up next we'll jump back into the nfl because aaron Rodgers might be going back to the packers when the coaching point is die a slow death you know you're in for a rough assignment. Live from the Findlay Toyota Studios, it's Grainy and Bishop on the Press Box. So the Packers coaching staff is not at the Combine, but their front office is, including their general manager, Brian Gutenkunst. Rob Damoski, who covers the Packers, tweeted out a thread from their GM talking. Uh, he said he has not spoken much to Aaron Rodgers since the end of the season. Uh, However, I read that sentence as he has spoken to Aaron Rodgers, right? When you say we haven't spoken spoken much.
1: much, You've actually had conversations with somebody.
0: So I think that's the actual takeaway there is that he has talked to Aaron Rodgers since the end of the season. Because would it surprise anybody if Rodgers ends the season and never talks to anybody with the Packers for like four months? (laughs) Um, But some of the other more interesting quotes. He, talking about Aaron Rodgers, he's a great player. But until we have those conversations, I think all options are on the table. We need to have those conversations. We want what's best for the Green Bay Packers, what's best for him. So we'll get to that coming up. Rodgers is out of his little darkness retreat. Uh, He said that he would make up his mind after his darkness retreat. Granted, I don't think he put a timeline on it, so it could be June. That'd technically still be after it. When the GM of the Packers says he wants what's best for the Green Bay Packers, what's best for Aaron Rodgers?
1: That means Aaron Rodgers is coming back to Green Bay.
0: That's what I would assume, right? Yeah.
1: That's what's best for the Packers. And given the teams, uh, other mentioned teams with him, I think that's the best thing for him.
0: Jeff Darlington last week reported that a very important source with the Green Bay Packers expected Aaron Rodgers to be back. So last week we had a report from ESPN that Rodgers was going to be back or was expected to be back now the GM is out here saying that Rodgers or they need to do what's best for the Packers and what's best for Rodgers. Um, I can't the only here's the only scenario that I think could be a better situation for Rodgers than Green Bay and it's the 49ers if they decided they wanted to go get Aaron Rodgers. That's the only one. Otherwise, Every other team that he could land with, I don't think is a better I don't think situation. It's a better
1: situation for him either.
0: The Jets probably have a better team, right? But, but they've got a s- much better division. Like right. if you go to the Jets, your easiest opponent is probably Bill Belichick, right? The Bills are going to be really good. The Dolphins, the Dolphins are probably. Good. I guess if Tua doesn't ever come back, maybe they're not that good. But like the worst team in that division, your opponent wise, is going to be England. Bill Belichick. You could go to an NFC South team, but. The division's technically easier, but are any of those teams actually good? No. like if Not, he goes,
1: not to the point of where he would want to go, which is to right. win the Super Bowl.
0: So it just, unless the 49ers came in and said, we want Rodgers, we're willing to move on from Purdy and Trey Lance or whatever they do with those two, that's the only one. Because if, if Rodgers went to the 49ers right now, they're Super Bowl favorites. Right. I mean, maybe I'm already disrespecting the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes, but... Rodgers on that team, that, that's a Super Bowl favorite. So it's just, to me, from the Rodgers standpoint, if he wants to win a Super Bowl, stay where you're at. It's Green Bay. Right. And if he wants to live somewhere warmer, maybe he'll say, all right, I'll go somewhere warmer, but it's Green Bay. Isn't the path you go to the Jets for like a season are terrible, and then you go to like the Vikings and you take them to the, <laughs> the, NF, like the NFC championship? I mean, but if you want to win a Super Bowl, you're not going to the Vikings.
1: I, they were really good. They looked like they were like a quarterback away. If he was
0: if he was going to end up on an NFC team, it should be the Lions or an NFC North team that could to win the Super Bowl. It should be the Lions. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Yeah. Like that's that's where he should end up. There. There was one other quote from Brian Gutenkunst, the Packers GM. He said Jordan Love is absolutely ready to be a starter, and they've been in regular communication with him and his
1: agent about what's happening. Well, the communication is if Aaron wants to come back, Aaron's coming back, and you're not going to be the starter. If Aaron doesn't want to come back, then you'll probably be the starter. What other communication could there be?
0: Yeah, we've told him. We haven't talked to Rodgers much, but we've talked to Jordan Love a lot, and it's always been the same two sentences. Um, Is there any chance the Green Bay Packers decide, we're just done with Rodgers, we're going with Jordan Love?
1: If Rodgers really wants to come back, I'm not so if, sure. Yeah, if Rodgers no. says,
0: all right, I'm co- I I'm, want to come back. I just back don't to think you
1: can say no to Aaron Rodgers, no matter how much, how, how much weirdness goes with him on an annual basis.
0: I don't think so either. I because I, I think if you're the Packers and Aaron Rodgers says he wants to come back, you have a chance to win the NFC. You right. have a chance to go to the Super Bowl. They weren't very good this past season, but you have a chance to win the Super Bowl. Because I'll ask you this question, because... Uh, We had Mike Pritchard on a couple weeks ago, and he asked it, who's who's the best quarterback in the NFC? In
1: the NFC? Yep. Might be Aaron Rodgers. Your top contenders
0: are Jalen Hurts, Aaron Rodgers, Dak Prescott. Well, he's better than Dak Prescott. Kirk Cousins. (laughs) Kirk Cousins legitimately... Probably the fourth-best quarterback in the division. Like, maybe you could argue Geno Smith, who had a really good year. Uh, Healthy Matt Stafford? Kyler Murray's hurt. Matt Stafford was hurt, so maybe one of those two. But in all honesty... So it's
1: Hurts or or Rodgers.
0: And the third-best is Dak Prescott, and it's probably not even close (laughs) to who's fourth. And then fourth is Cousins, Kyler, Stafford, something of that combination. Maybe Geno. Maybe Jared Goff with the Lions. But we talk so much about the AFC quarterbacks and how good the AFC quarterbacks
1: are. Top to bottom, yeah.
0: Where, let's just say Jalen Hurts is the best.
1: Doesn't Rodgers come in second?
0: Well, I was going to say, if Hurts is in the AFC, where does he rank among the best AFC quarterbacks?
1: Mahomes, Allen Herbert. I mean, I want to say like fourth. So Mahomes is one,
0: Allen two, I mean, Bur- who would you, Burrow three. Who,
1: who would you rather have, Burrow or Jalen Hurts? Joe or Burrow. Who would you rather have, Jalen Hurts or Herbert?
0: That I think is the interesting one, and maybe maybe he comes in above Herbert. I'm taking Herbert, though. I'm taking Herbert as well. So we got the five right yeah. there, and we still haven't talked about Trevor Lawrence, right. and we still haven't talked about Lamar Jackson, a guy who won an MVP. Like, there's a legitimate chance Jalen Hurts could be the best quarterback in the NFC and, and the like seventh, seventh best quarterback, quarterback in the league. In the like that's it's insane how bad the quarterbacks are in the NFC comparatively to the AFC. We can do this conversation with Derek Carr, too. Carr signs with an NFC team.
1: He's he be, he's like, basically Kirk Cousins. He's, he's the first it's the first time he's top five.
0: Yeah, he's basically Kirk Cousins, right?
1: So Hertz,
0: Rodgers, Prescott, Prescott, cousins maybe, and carr. Maybe carr. Like, it's crazy how bad the quarterbacks are. Has it ever been this unbalanced? In the NFL where the quarterbacks, the good quarterbacks I mean, are so sense, loaded no. up. Like we had Brady and Manning. And it was like, oh, these are the two best in the game. We're watching two future Hall of Famers. We might be watching two of the five best of all time. And they were in the same. They were both in the AFC. But I don't think the depth wasn't like the depth in the AFC right wasn't now. like it
1: is now. It's,
0: it's insane right? how much, how different it is. In the AFC and the NFC, and that's why, if I'm Derek Carr, I'm, I'm dying to go to the NFC. Oh, Like, get me over there, guys. Because even, come on, Saints, pay the money, right? Even like as good as Jalen Hurts was, if you're Carr and you're like, all right, which whose quarterback do I have to be better than Hurts? We can do that. Right? Like that's not the craziest thing. As opposed to, I got to be better than Mahomes. And, and Allen
1: have Herbert. years Inborough? of evidence that Inbury. say that I'm
0: not. Like though, that's not going to work out very well. But if it's just, hey, I got to be better than Dak Prescott and Kirk Cousins right. and maybe Jalen Hurts, you can do that. It's it's crazy. And All my fellow velocities. first
1: team hall, ballot Hall of Famer Aaron Rodgers,
0: them too. And that's the other thing with, the we've heard we've seen the reports about the Packers, uh, wanting to trade Rod. If they do trade Rodgers, they're going to do it to an AFC team. They're not going to trade him to an NFC team. So if I'm Rodgers and my options are. Stay with the Packers or be traded to an AFC team? Absolutely right. Not. Right. <laughs> I'm not. You mean I need to go? I'm going to go to the AFC where I might be the sixth best quarterback in the league? No, no. chance that's happening. So Rodgers is going to be a Packer again, unless he retires, but then he'd miss out on $59.5 million, million.
1: Yeah, so he's not going to retire on $60 million. When's I don't he, care how much money you have. at $60 million.
0: When's he talking to McAfee again? When's he doing today. his little interview? Is,
1: is he going to talk it,
0: today? Oh, I don't know if he's going to, but to, today is normally, Wednesday is normally whenever I uh, is whenever I pull all the uh,
1: audio from him talking to McAfee.
0: Because I just need McAfee asking him the dumbest questions about that dumb dark room. I just room. want
1: the darkness. Yeah. I don't really care where he's going. <laughs> You know, I mean, the hell with football. Just ask him about being in the dark room. What was the food like? How did you turn on the lights at all? Did you last all four days? We had we had a question about that. If he lasted all four days, right?
0: Because apparently, yeah, he went in on a Monday and left on a Wednesday or yeah. something like that. So did maybe last he all didn't. Four? I I think I've done of uh, I've I've come full circle on Rogers, where it's like there was a lot of times where I was like, this guy's an idiot. I'm tired of this guy. He's dumb. This everything is stupid. To where I'm like, I'm all in. Every dumb thing he does, let's go. Well, I'm well, that's all in we on the, the Raiders. Well, yeah, and and like this, of
1: the, just content. This, this guy's content.
0: going off the deep end, where he's like, "Yeah, I'm going to a darkness retreat right. for four days. I'm just going to sit in a dark house, and they're going to feed me prison food. Uh, it was fruit. We looked it up. Remember, it was, it was you know, feed us organic fruit. You're going to feed me fruit through a little window in the wall, and they're going to
1: two two meals a day, and I think two meals a day, were, but they're served at the were same served time. At the same time. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> very odd. <laughs> very odd. I guess you got to save one overnight. Was there a refrigerator in that place? I don't think so. (laughs) The the fruit the next morning might not be that good. I mean, it was
0: like underground, so it's probably not warm in there. It's probably cold.
1: So it would last.
0: I guess. Or you just eat it all at once because you're going insane and there's food in front of you. (laughs) God, I've come full circle. I'm all in on the dumbest things he can do. It's great. Coming up next Journey on ESPN Las Vegas, Charles McDonald joins the show.
2: With the rock. Right wing. Tucker
1: in front. He spins off him. Scoops a reverse. Got it. To go. The kiss from Jimmy Butler, the former Sixer, makes it hurt inside. Grainy and Bischoff are back on the press box. We did
0: not have Charles McDonald, but I do have um, some fun quotes from Sean Payton. Sean the Payton? Combine or? Uh, I believe he's at the Combine, yes. Um, Sean Payton said that uh, no one would have complained about Russell Wilson's private office if the Broncos had won.
1: Uh That's probably true. One, at what level? I mean, they made the playoffs, does anyone care what that guy's doing up in an office?
0: Sean Payton's not the head coach of the Broncos if the Broncos had won last year. It's true. (laughs)
1: It's it's also true. (laughs) He
0: wouldn't be here if that was the case. Also, from everything we've seen or read or watched, part of the reason the
1: Broncos didn't win is because Russell Wilson was, A, insane, and, B, bad at football. But it can be both ways, right? I mean, he might not have been the coach, but if they had won, I don't know if anyone would have cared.
0: Not at all, but that's how sports works. When you lose, we try to figure out well what the hell happened there. They were, they're one of the biggest disappointments, probably in NFL history, right? Like he was bad last year, and so they gave up for him, right? And so you go and you say, well, well, what happened here? Well, he had his own office, and he wanted to be the head coach (laughs) because he was drawing up plays and taking it to the coaching staff, saying, "Here's what we should run this week." And so, then audibling using Seattle's
1: system. That's right. Was calling And having guys Seattle. come in on their day-offs.
0: That's right. Come in on Tuesday. And uh, it's your only day-off, but come in. And uh, we're going to go over our game plan and then present yeah. it to the coaches. And, and we're going to tell the
1: coach. We're going to tell Hackett what he's <laughs> calling.
0: <laughs> don't worry, guys. Hackett will do whatever I say. Yes. He probably did. By week six, you're like, Russ, I don't think this is working out very <laughs> well for us. <laughs> I'm going to stop hey, coming girl. to these. So, uh, yeah, Sean Payton doesn't think he deserve or doesn't think Wilson deserves criticism, largely because they didn't win last year. Uh, but joining us now, you can follow him on Twitter, at 4Verts, is Charles McDonald. Charles, are you at the Combine
2: right now? Yeah, I am. All right,
0: what yeah. do you What do you see? What's happening at the Combine Anyone right now? Anyone lifting
2: weights in front of you? No, no not yet. It's just. But head coach GM interviews really really boring stuff. So you know <laughs> it's just uh, you're running the mill. Head coaches not telling the truth about anything. So.
0: if you were a head coach, would you skip the combine like uh, the Packers are doing?
2: Uh, I would go one just for fun. <laughs> but uh, I don't like I don't I don't really think, excuse me I don't really think there's a whole lot of uh, value for coaches to be here. But I was talking to someone yesterday. Like, yeah, like the the coaches, they uh, they get all the GPS information all the time. And it really just depends uh, if you want to come and and basically do like musical chairs and interviews where you talk to guys for five minutes of a time. Uh, and uh, you know, I I can see why someone wouldn't find that particular aspect of it very valuable. But if they love the head coach, I'll come one time to see what the experience is like on that side, and then uh, probably never come back again.
1: Seems like uh, we read Josh McDaniels' uh, transcript this morning. It Seems like a lot of guys there, like you just said, talk a lot and say very little.
2: Uh, yeah, it's kind of the point. Uh, I, 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 don't really get a whole lot of value out of this. Honestly, I think the, the best part about media uh, coming to the combine is like <laughs> late nights when people are out during the week. <laughs> that's where you get you know some of the better information. But uh, you know during these press conferences especially with the prospects to like these answers are still so coached up in cams that you're, you're, like you said, they become masters at saying a whole lot without saying absolutely anything at the same time.
0: Anthony Richardson is going to participate in uh, most, if not all of the combine drills. Can his stock rise significantly because of the combine, or is it going to end up kind of not
2: mattering at the end of the day? Um, I think he can rise, which is kind of funny because we already know he's, he's a he's a good athlete, right? Um, so I, I think that like if he comes out this week and runs like a four four and shows off like, a crazy arm, then it's one of those things that kind of gets like counted twice, you know? We, we already know that that he's really fast and super athletic, but see him in person, I think uh, it, it 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 kind of reaffirms things for draft evaluators. So I. Uh, I don't. I don't like. I don't think that this is something that should raise the stock a lot because it's not like we're learning any new information. But uh, it probably will. I mean, maybe even to the point where uh, he can end up as like a top three pick in the draft, which uh, I think is kind of crazy. If you just look at like his, his, if you watch him during the season, and you're just going off live views, it probably sounds a little crazy. But I think we actually like. Take a step back, look at his game. He's a little bit more assigned than people give him credit for. And uh, he's dealing with a pretty crappy receiver situation at our, at our at Florida. So it's not like he's, you know, this perfect player who's ready to start right away. But uh, I don't think he's as far away from being like a really kid blendable starter than others. And then when you put the physical attributes on top of it, uh, he can he's end up going pretty high. Like, if, if, if Josh Allen could do it, and go in the top ten. I really don't see why Anthony Richardson couldn't do anything.
1: They've known the measurables for a long time now. I guess he's not throwing at the combine. Does anything on the measurables? Does anything give anyone pause about Bryce Young? Uh,
2: I think it's the weight more than the height, right? Because like there, are, there are ways to kind of mitigate the height factor uh, as far as NFL quarterbacks go. But um, when you think about the guys who have been that height, you know, coming in at around five ten. I, they're usually built, I guess, a little sturdier than, uh, than Bryce Young is, is how I would phrase it. Uh, you know, you think about Russell Wilson, Drew Brees, shoot, even Baker Mayfield and Colin Murray, like, they're, they, they've they kind of got, like, power lifter bodies. But uh, when you look at Bryce Young, he's a pretty slender kid. So I think that's where the, some of the concern comes in where uh, – You know, NFL defensive linemen—they're not going to have a hard time getting this guy on the ground if they can get their hands on. Uh, And it kind of—it kind of gives you just, I think, a pretty natural cause for worry when you see someone that small who's going to have the ball in their hands that often. Uh, Which I think makes an interesting uh, argument because he's one of those guys where you look at the tape and it's like, well, man, if you you know six three two twenty, would be the consensus number one overall pick, and maybe even the Bears would have. questions about what they're going to do with their quarterback spot but he's not so it'll be interesting to see what they decide to do there uh i i, I think it's kind of interesting that bryce young isn't doing anything this week because i would have thought that you know coming out and running like a four five or four six in the 40 and throwing accurate your passes would help uh but i guess he's gonna wait for his pro day which hey if he feels like his stock is that secure then maybe it's a good idea for him
0: all right. Uh, here's a here's a fun question for you to try to predict: Will any of the rookie quarterbacks have a better season than Justin Fields next year?
2: Oh man, you know I I kind of think I I, I think it's possible just based on like potential supporting cast because I think one of the the uh, I don't know that's tough because like when you look when you look at Justin Fields and what he did last year, I think you need the context of. The Bears, like they were pretty strapped for cash cash last year. Like they had uh, almost ninety million dollars in debt cap, and not a whole lot of that was not a whole lot of their 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 spent cap space going towards the offense. So, uh, I I, I'm still kind of bullish on him. I think he's got improved on the passing. I, you know, now that I think about it, I'll say no. I don't think any rookie is going to have a better year than him. But I think that they can have a comparable impact to what he did last year potentially.
1: Uh, we talked about it right before he came on. No matter what the GM says, he said he hasn't talked much to the, the Darkness Man uh, as he has come out. We both think that he goes back to Green Bay. Do you have, do you have different feelings?
2: Um, I, I, I find the if I the guess. It just, I mean, I don't think anyone can actually get in the mind of Aaron Rodgers. I, I'm not sure that's the place that people want to be. <laughs> I don't uh, know if he's in it. <laughs> if, yeah. So if I if I had guess, I, I I I think it's either Green Bay or nothing. Um. I don't really think that this trade with the Raiders is going to work out, even though I kind of think that just for him personally, that might be his best designation to go hang out with Devontae Adams for a couple years. And uh, it would probably work for Devontae too, but uh, I just kind of see it. I kind of, it kind of hard for me to imagine that the Packers will just kind of like say, Oh, we're done. We're just, we're just kind of done with this. Because There's a big cap kick that they have to eat if they trade him. Uh, so I think the best, more like the best mode of action is just to try and uh, try and, and, and see where he's at, <laughs> uh, figure out what he's doing, and then uh, and then uh, you know reassess from there. Although I did hear something funny last night. Uh, I don't know if this is breaking news or not. I will not repeat the source that, that told me this, but apparently Aaron only spent two days in darkness instead of four. Oh, I'm yeah. Not sure if it, yeah. yeah, I'm not sure uh, if that's out there yet. But, yeah, he's kind of a big phony on that.
0: Oh, you can't be the weird guy that's going to go into a dark room and not do the full four days you said you right. were going to like, do.
2: What, what the hell, Aaron? Like, if, you're to, if you're going to drag this out and follow, oh, yeah, I'm going to go spin a dark hole and have my body like basically created its own damn DMT and LSD, <laughs> at least commit to the whole four days. You're not as wacky as you think you are, Aaron. Just come back and play for the Packers. <laughs>
0: All right, Charles, before we let you go, when you, as a Falcons fan, sit around and you're remembering the great quarterbacks you've got to watch, it's Mike Vick, it's Matt Ryan, and then it's Marcus Mariota, right? Go to hell. <laughs> He's Charles McDonald. <laughs> Follow him on Twitter, at 4 writing for Yahoo Sports. As always, thanks, Charles. Thanks, Charles. See ya. So uh, the Falcons released Marcus Mariota today. Get is he the out. bridge? He's the bridge. Can is he you he the bridge? The Raiders bring him back. back? <laughs> bring back Marcus Mariota. What a great time that would be. Can you imagine if they brought back Mariota and went to the playoffs with Marcus Mariota at quarterback? Well, he is big. Oh, he's big. I've told you that. That is Some true. My research, this You'd have afford. to give us an update my, if he came yeah, back. He came is he, back, still he might be big? small. He
1: might be small oh, this time.
0: That wouldn't be good. I kind of hope they find a way to draft Bryce Young so you can tell us. He's small. If he's smaller.
1: Yeah, that's right.
0: I don't believe he's small until... You tell until us until I'm out there, right. and
1: he, I I see during stretching. Yeah, once uh, you're
0: out there, then we'll <laughs> then we'll have a true expert to tell us <laughs> yeah. if he's small. Can they draft him and sign Mariota to be the backup, and then we can get a real comparison of big yes, versus small? Absolutely, it'll be good. It'll be a big day for Ed Graney. You can count the skull caps dipped in the ice bucket or whatever say, that was. Then
1: the, the update on the skull caps. Yeah, it's very on important. Who who, who who dips them in the ice and
0: who goes in the big ice house the most? Yes, yes. That was, that was some of your best work, by the way.
1: The media's standing outside yeah. of until the uh security guard told us How, to leave. How did
0: you not win an award for that?
1: I don't I, don't know. It's, we it's didn't tough. nominate him. It's tough.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Adam Hills won an award? Come on. You were yeah, counting yeah. ice caps, dunk, <laughs> dunking in the ice bucket. Yeah, you're listening to the backup writer. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We got tickets to give away to the Mountain West Tournament. These are two tickets for session four, which is on March 18th. 8th for the Mountain West Conference Basketball Tournament at the Thomas & Mack. 702-364-1100. That is the phone number. Caller number 7 right now at 702-364-1100. You're going to win a pair of tickets to go to the Mountain West Tournament. Kind of knew what this was going to look like and knew, you know, seeing how how this is going to be implemented and really the power that the pitcher has now. I mean, I can completely dictate pace. Um, I mean, the rule change of the hitter only having one time out is a, <laughs> changes the complete dynamic of the you know, of the hitter and pitcher, uh, you know, dynamic. So, um, yeah, I love it. I can kind of work quick. I can work ex- actually. I can work extremely quick, or I can work extremely slow. So I can. There's another layer here to be able to mess with the hitter's timing.
1: Back to the Finley Toyota Studios for Granny and Bischoff on the press box.
0: The funniest thing that could happen with the pitch clock is if it leads to more strikeouts.
1: I thought the funniest thing would be if it was like Thomas and Mac pitch uh, clock and it just didn't start. It never works. It never works. <laughs> and it just sticks at it, it freezes nine. on 11. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It freezes, and then the guys out there on the mound like look staring him down, and the batter gets nervous because he's like, what's happening? What's happening?
0: So the that was Mac Scherzer talking. And... Like David Roth said earlier in the show, there's you know the idea that the pitcher can potentially mess with the timing of the hitter, and the hitter has to be in the box at eight seconds. Eight seconds. So, and and it has to be in the box ready to hit. Like if you just have two feet in the box and like the bat's on the ground or something, and you're adjusting your gloves, that's an automatic right. strike. So, but the the whole. Part of the purpose is to slow or is to speed the game up and get it over quicker. But a lot of Major League Baseball's changes because the shift is banned, the bases are larger. They're trying to create more action. Mm -hmm. They want more balls in play, they want more guys trying to steal bases, they want more action. And the funniest thing is if the pitch clock gives the pitchers an even bigger advantage and leads to more strikeouts because all of the hitters are uncomfortable, because all of these guys have been playing baseball their entire lives and have been able to take basically as much time as they want to get in the box and get ready, and now all of a sudden... Adjust
1: those gloves. Right.
0: Get in the box now and swing. So it'll be funny if, they're, if like, this year we have some record of most strikeouts because guys are just... It I'm not kinda, used to this.
1: When I saw it the other day, it kind of lent me to believe there would be more strikeouts. The pitchers had a huge advantage on this. It's You're rushing that hitter in with eight seconds.
0: I think there will be an adjustment, and I don't think most pitchers will take it to the extreme that Scherzer might where Max Scherzer is apparently looking at this as I get to bleep with the hitter. Right. And I don't think most pitchers are going to do that. I think most pitchers are going to be more concerned with, all right, what pitch am I throwing? Where am I locating it? And I need to start my delivery before the pitch clock goes to zero. Whereas Scherzer is like, I'm calling my own pitches and I'm going to screw with this guy until... When his eyes are up. Right. (laughs) I'm waiting for the exact time for him to blink to start my...
1: (laughs) Wind up. (laughs)
0: I know when he'll blink so I can release the ball at the exact moment he blinks and give me that extra split second of an advantage. Jared, what are you watching on YouTube? I'm watching a Bears-Cardinals game from 2006, and Charles Barkley randomly showed up. Well, why wouldn't Charles Barkley be calling an NFL game? What else would he be doing with his life? In 2006? Yeah, I assume anything? Gambling? (laughs) Well, that's why he's there. He gambled on the
1: game. You got Trico. You got Kornheiser. Kornheiser. Theismann. what Theismann. a boost. So, Barkley,
0: in our in our secondary studio, we have a TV that does not have cable, but it does get YouTube. And Jared, I, every time I Denny look up Green. there's something random on the television. There was a Commanders Cowboys game the last time I turned around and before that it was bears, not the football team actual bears. Yeah. Were uh, on we
1: started off with uh, small
0: animals frolicking. That was only like Thirty-five minutes, so we—I had to find other things to play, and I found a full game broadcast of the two thousand and six. They are who we thought
1: they were. Oh, that's what this game is. Now we're watching Urlacher make tackles. Oh, Brian Urlacher! Almost forgot about him. At some point, the Cardinals will lose this game. They are up fourteen nothing.
0: Yeah, it'll be a good good finish for you. Um, One other baseball note: the Padres
1: (laughs) signed goes the wrong way. (laughs) Actually, wait. If, if we could get degenerate Danny in here, say, hey, it's fourteen oh. Danny, I'll take the Bears right now. <laughs> he might not even understand how long ago the game was played.
0: Danny betting on a replay of the game. Yes, that'd can't be wait. Great. This is like every now and then, my mom will send me a text message, being like, "Your grandmother is watching a replay and she thinks it's live." And it'll be it'll be like two in the afternoon. And it's like, oh, yeah, she's watching the game six of the NBA finals, and she thinks it's live. And it's like two in the afternoon in September. And I'm like, well, bet on the game with yes, her. Yes,
1: exactly. I'm you like, know it happens. I'm right? like, here's
0: who wins, Mom. Take your yes. money. She lives with her, so it's all her money. But, uh, yeah, so we can do that with Danny. Get him in here and bet on oh, it. Oh, that'd Say, be great if Say Danny Barkley already down. bet on it. You're up next, Danny. Uh, so one other baseball thing. Padre signed Manny Machado to an 11-year extension worth $350 million. Machado's going to turn 31 this season. So this when this contract ends, he's going to be 42. How soon are the Padres going to regret that contract?
1: Uh, six years, maybe? 37, 38? He's, he's still really good. He's very good. He he's was top really five good.
0: in OPS in the National yeah. League last year. He's excellent hitter, but, he, but he's already 31, Great and he got an 11-year deal. I think it's going to be sooner than that. I think there's a real chance this is Albert Pujols 2.0, really, where you get maybe one or two,
1: one or two more
0: really as good, good as years he is right now, and then he becomes about an average player, and then he becomes a below-average player, and he gets injured every 15 minutes. Well, yeah, that was Pujols, but. I think there's a real chance he falls off a lot quicker than. We. I mean, he's 31. I just,
1: no, I know how old he is. He's just so good yeah. right now.
0: And it's, I, I, we just don't see a ton of guys that are still the superstar level once they get into their mid 30s.
1: So spending money. They are. So he's here's spending a lot of money.
0: Tatis got uh, the 14 year deal for 340. Xander Bogart's got the 11 year for 280. They gave you Darvish six for 108. They yeah, gave Joe Musgrove five for 100. <laughs> Uh, they've got Tatis signed through 2034, Bogarts through 2033, and now Soto for another 11 years. Machado, or excuse me, Soto yeah, Machado they
1: made a decision on. Him. So, what's he going to? Does commit? that
0: mean they're letting Juan they Soto watch, walk?
1: They might, maybe not. Seidler just spends a ton of money. He when, wants to win this thing more than anybody.
0: You've got Tatis, Bogarts, and Machado under mo- double-digit year contracts. Soto's going to get one too. Would they really give a fourth position player a ten I'm plus year put a contract?
1: I'm not going to put it past that guy.
0: That seems like a very bad way to build your roster.
1: Well, sure, because it's not it's not you know a depth a depth roster at that point. In six years, yeah, you're yeah, probably going to suck, yeah. and you're still going to have another but six it, years of all these I guys think in Seidler's mind if he
0: wins at all.